here in the heart of the jungle, we find one of the most interesting creatures of its kind. Amazon PPC Advertising. Buried deep amongst the undergrowth with its campaigns and targeting, they hazards like keywords without conversions, unprofitable ad spend, and a mountain of ever-evolving complexity. But if you look beyond the obstacles of life here, there is hope and opportunity. We will journey to every corner of Amazon ads to explore and share the greatest treasures the jungle has to offer. This is the Amazon PPC Den Podcast. What's going on, Badger Nation? Welcome to the PPC Den Podcast, your source for all things Amazon advertising techniques and strategy. Let's get that ACOS under control. Uh, I am joined by Ryan again. Uh, and Ryan, uh, it is incredibly hot out there in many parts of America right now. Um, I'm, I hope the internet stays on and that the internet pipes don't melt as yes. we're having this uh episode i see the plastic melting off the wires and the <laughs> wires going away is my face still on me it is very very hot you're in austin what's give me mm -hmm. temperature gauge there how hot is it believe it or not it's actually a kind of cooler like i mean it's like 95 degrees out and uh, for those in celsius I'll tell you right now, 95 <laughs> F to C, 35 Celsius out there. Um, so it's, it's pretty warm, but I mean, Austin's always hot. It's kind of crazy seeing like the Pacific Northwest be 116. My wife uh, really wants to move to the Pacific Northwest because of Austin's heat. And now I'm like, well, we can't go. It's, it's, it's as hot there as it is as it is here. There's no, there's everywhere is hot. It is, it is. A hundred. It, it, we had a couple days where it was 111 here, 112. It's just hot. Uh, we. I'm in Northern California, but I'm up in the Valley, up I five in Redding. And uh, but I tell you this. Uh, this last weekend, we drove to the mountains. We drove up to Mount Lassen, and went to one of my favorite lakes up at Mount Lassen National Park. It was like 87 degrees. We don't have the humidity, and it was perfect. It was like mm -hmm. it was. Perfect. So, yes. I had a little bit of reproof. Yeah, if you can find a body of water and go tubing, jumping in it, uh, more power to you. Just don't get back to your keyboard with uh, your hands all wet. Otherwise, you'll, you will break your keyboard. Keyboard, Because we're going to give you lots of good stuff today. Ryan, the topic that we're going to be talking about today is something that came up in our internal PPC team meetings. Almost everybody talked about it. It came up on client calls over the last few weeks. We were on another call with Amazon advertising consultants. It came up on that call too. Yep. It's everywhere. Anywhere you turn, this topic is becoming more and more important, pertinent and important. Um, so it's really, really interesting. And, you know, at the start of the show, I said, hey, you know, the show helps you get your ACOS under control, helps you wrangle that ACOS. And we talk about tons and tons of PPC things to do to get that ACOS under control. Obviously bidding, 
budgeting, campaign structure, targeting, all of those ins and outs, all of the things that we have 100 plus episodes on optimizing your PPC, but it's actually two things. Your ACoS is actually two things. It is the components of your PPC and drum roll, please. Ryan, yes, thank you. Uh, what is the second component of ACoS? Conversion rate. Conversion rate. For those of you who can't see me, I got my hands up. Conversion rate. Yes. Unit session <laughs> percentage inside Amazon. Conversion rate. That's a very big component. Yeah. And it's crazy. Be and it's crazy. And I also want to say out there to everyone who is a PPCer only and not a business owner. So all the PPC freelancers out there. Uh, if this is probably one of the most frustrating parts of optimizing a PPC campaign. And I mean, it's frustrating for everyone, but it's especially for PPC contractors, freelancers, people that work at agencies, because a lot of times you're hired to optimize PPC. And what do you do when you're looking at some brand analytics report and you're seeing some of the top competitors for these particular keywords have conversion rates way higher than your client. You know, you can only act, you can only do so much inside PPC. It really is only half the battle. You know, you can lower bids, you can play with targeting, you can not advertise on things that don't have a high conversion rate, only focus on the high converting rate things. But what do you do if you're trying to scale that campaign? You need to try to be looking for new campaigns, new ad types, new keywords to throw in there. And what do you do if there's a sort of thread that ties all of them together? which is a poor product conversion rate. It's incredibly frustrating to optimize a PPC campaign for a product that has a tough conversion rate. That's We're kicking off a series here today, and the series is going to be covering the importance of conversion rate, which I think we already know, but specifically trying to come up with a series of checklists for if you're optimizing PPC campaigns and you're looking at that ACoS and you're struggling with that ACoS and you've done so many things in your PPC to attack that ACoS, a checklist of conversion rate boosters that are outside of the PPC campaigns. And there is a ton of them. And Ryan, you've been selling on Amazon for several years now. So you're, you're in tune with this. Do you think, you know, this is a real trend that CPCs will go up and yes, you can do tons of things in your PPC campaigns to mitigate that, you know, and get strategic with it, stay ahead of the curve, you know, taking advantage of the first mover advantage of all these new ad types, all of these different things. But globally, CPCs will probably continue to go up. Have you seen this in your own business and how do you sort of think about this? Do, is this something that worries you or is this something that excites you, this new challenge? You know, tell, tell me how you think about this. Um, it can worry me if, you know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> no one likes the idea of, you know, increased costs of CPC. Uh, it would, whenever you have more popular uh, traffic sources, um, that is bound to happen. But like in any business, uh, the question is, what systems are you putting into place to to make sure that your business is moving in the right direction? What's your business model, mm -hmm. and what's the strategy that you know that you are executing 
to uh, to ensure that your your business and your business model will succeed. That's the way that you know uh, when you're looking at numbers every day and those things fluctuate and those things go up and down. I think for me, it's important to have a mindset of okay, what's my what's my continued plan of action business model to make sure that we are going to grow grow successfully. Um, that we're going to provide value for the customer. And um, yeah. Yeah. I had an amazing business coach, Tim Conley. You can look him up. He's on YouTube. He's fantastic. Shout out, Tim. And cool. uh, shout out, Tim. Uh, one of the things that he told me one time, I, I was talking to him. I was super stressed out. I don't know. I don't exactly remember. This was years ago. And he's like, hey, the reasons, the reason we often get stressed out in business is because we feel like we don't have a plan and we're trying to problem solve without a plan. So let's plan this out. What's going to be our strategy and techniques to get this done? What's the plan behind that? And uh, that's, that's, I think of that all the time. Anytime I'm stressed out with anything related to business, it's like, there's a plan in here somewhere. Sure. Let's go find it. A lot of times it involves a spreadsheet. Uh, Absolutely. You know, for me, it was, and this is a shout out too, is, uh, is the book E-Myth Revisited. Oh, yeah. um, and the stat in the beginning of that book, 95% of businesses will fail in the first five years and 90% of the businesses that make it past five years will fail. And what's the key <laughs> distinction of those that make it over a decade? You have systems that work. You have systems mm-hmm. in your business that you make work. And uh, you don't, you know, when working from working your business to working your systems, that's key, and that's what we're going to be talking about yeah. a little bit today. So. Yeah, that's part of the reason why I sometimes get frustrated where there might be a problem. Okay, you know, rising CPCs, and somebody might say, "Oh, just do this one thing," and I'm, I'm in my head that always grinds on me a little bit because it's like that's not a plan that's like a thing that you can do but like where does that plug into a larger plan like that's what i'm always trying to think about so that's sort of what we're hoping to do with this series that we're going to be publishing over the next couple weeks um is really just what are the non-ppc components that boost conversion rate which influence your acos and i just wanted to do run a couple examples um our buds at Tenuity put out a little stat recently. They said that for sponsored products from this past Prime Day, Prime Day 2021 versus Prime Day 2020, that they saw CPCs on sponsored products go up 19% for 3% less clicks and only 5% more sales. So that was kind of crazy. I know this Prime Day was weird um, and we didn't talk about it on the show, but basically, you know, Prime Day generally has like a big leap every year of just like, wow, they broke even more sales records, even more sales records. And I think this year the general vibe is, yeah, it went up, but not as big of a leap as previous years. And I wonder what role CBC had to play. Uh, But I think you know, in general, this is just a weird timing for Prime Day. The, you know, a lot of the country is reopening. So I think a lot of people are, are, are just like out and about and they're not maybe thinking about shopping. Yeah, summertime um, too, you know, summertime. Yeah. yeah it's, could, you know, I think Prime Day was in the fall of last year, the biggest yeah. four months. Yeah. So, yeah, I almost feel like when they had time to queue it up, 
it was always massive. It's like people knew it was coming. It's sort of like Christmas in July. It's like the halfway point. Um, so I just think maybe there were a couple of factors that made Prime Day like still a fantastic day for sales, but not as big of a gigantic leap as it was previously. So CPCs will go up. You know, I saw this in, you know, before dedicating myself entirely to Amazon ads, uh, I'd always done Amazon ads like way back when, um, before they had a lot of the complexity that they have now. But I was doing e-commerce ads for Facebook ads and Google ads and Amazon ads since like, I don't know, maybe 2011 or so. And I noticed the same thing in happen in Google ads and Facebook ads in the early days. And now it's sort of happening in Amazon ads where, you know, in Google ads, Facebook ads, when you're able to get clicks for sub 50 cents, you know, sub 25 cents, the quality of your landing page or your product page, you kind of got away with it. Like it didn't really matter too much because you were able to get traffic so cheap you know, whether you had a 10% or 11% conversion rate wasn't going to cause you to go from good results to great. It wasn't going to change the game for you. It mattered. Of course, it always mattered. But because the traffic was so cheap, the return on ad spends were always so great. And I think that even even in the past few years, like 2016, 2017, 20, and now we're at 2020, but I mean, we'll be at 2022 before you know it. I think that the same kind of trend that more competition, more CPCs causes an increase in CPCs. And then because of that, the conversion rate, the rate at which people buy from you after they view your product page is going to become more and more important. And I actually have this cool stat here. Uh, this is which super is, cool, by the way. I, 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 you know, I love this stuff. You know, when we were going over this, I think this is very fascinating. Yeah. So, yes, this thing that I'm about to read off. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I love reading spreadsheets to people on a podcast. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here is a little hypothetical example. Uh, I have two scenarios where your base conversion rate, again, the rate at which people buy from you, is ten percent. That's your base. And then how does your A cost change if you move it from 10% to 11% or 10% to 12%? So here's a basic example. Let's say your base is 10% conversion rate. You get 100 clicks at $1 CPC. That's a spend of 100 bucks. So you just spent 100 bucks to get 100 clicks. You have a 10% conversion rate. So 10% of those clicks are going to turn into orders. Let's say you had... Uh, order value of $20. So that 10 orders, $20 order, that's $200 of revenue. Your A cost is 50%. Now, of course, you can do all kinds of things to optimize that 50% A cost, get it down. But even if you don't do anything to your PPC and you improve your conversion rate to 11%, so now instead of getting 10 orders, you got 11 orders. You got an extra $20 of revenue in this example of 100 clicks, you spent the same amount, you spent you know 100 bucks to get 100 clicks at a dollar, except now, instead of $200 in revenue, you did 220. Your A cost has just changed from 50% to 45%. That is a 9% decrease in your A cost from 50% to 45%. That's a 9% decrease. 
um, well, it's 45.45%, uh, which is that 9%. But it's nearly a 10% decrease change in your ACoS from a one-point movement on your conversion rate from 10 to 11%. Wow. If you look at it from a 10 to 12% conversion rate, instead of $200 uh, of revenue at a 10% conversion rate, you'd have $240 in revenue. And then your conversion with that 12% conversion rate, instead of a 50% ACoS, it would now be 41%, which is about a 17% improvement in your ACoS. So this is coming. This isn't even a uh, you know, a record-breaking conversion rate change. We're just talking from 10% conversion rate to 11% or 10% to 12%. Your ACoS can change from 50 to 45 or 50 to 41. And that's without even throwing in PPC optimization on top of that. So the impact of just one percentage point, again, 10% to 11% is not a 1% change. That's a one percentage point change. So a one percentage point change can have a massive change in your ACoS. What I'm seeing is a lot more of my friends in PPC, people that listen to the show that I communicate with, um, friends that come on the show. The vibe is generally conversion rate was always important, but it, now it's, it's like being shoved right in their face, right in their face. And they're sort of saying, you know, should we be incorporating conversion rate boosting tips to our PPC clients? Should we have some kind of thing for them? Should we enhance our offering to them so that, you know, we can optimize the PPC and we can go in and optimize conversion rate? You know, the exact same trend happened in Google ads where you'd have your Google ads optimizer. And then that same team would also have on Google ads. It's a lot more complicated because you have to like go into Shopify and you have to know Shopify or you'd be going into WordPress or Magento or some other e-commerce platform. So you would need like a lot of expertise, but because everybody's on Amazon, you know, will the PPC person also be responsible for conversion rate stuff? Will there be somebody else on the team who's responsible for conversion rate stuff? Uh, I think the answer to both of those is probably like, yeah, a little bit of both. So I think the, the scope of PPC optimization sort of expanding to like ACoS optimization. And one of these components of ACoS is conversion rate and conversion rate, a lot of it, you know, you can obviously change conversion rate in PPC, but there's a lot of on product page stuff that can happen. Um, so we're starting a series, Ryan. Yes. And it's sort of conversion rate boosters, how we're thinking about it, how we're going to be incorporating this in to our clients. So this episode is really like an overview of some of the things that we're going to be talking about. We won't be getting into uh, any true detail here, um, but we just wanted to run through sort of the preview of what we're going to get into deeper over the next couple episodes. So kick us off with you know your overview of the sort of first component of conversion rate. When I'm looking at conversion rate, so let's just be clear here, when you get into your business reports, you're gonna look at unit session percentage. Um, that's, uh, you know, that's typically the metric that you're gonna be looking at. Um, yes, to take, it, take into a few things into consideration when you're looking at the unit session percentage. Um, that is, uh, you know, you have uh, sometimes customers will buy multiple products. So you'll have, um, you know, one-time buyers versus those that are buying multiple. Those are changes in your in your unit session percentage. But yeah, I would say some of the overall 
conversions, uh, or I'm sorry, the overall uh, components of uh, the conversion rate are the, the customer psychology, right? The, the, when we say customer psychology, we're talking about the process that someone goes through when they click on uh, a product to when they, you know, click the add to cart. Um, and there's, there's a process that that consumer goes through uh, to get to, to that, that end point. Different people like different products, right? So you could have mm-hmm. the same product, but you have two different consumers, right? And so uh, there could be two different uh, products uh, from two different sellers that are applying to do t- to a couple different audiences. Yeah, you know the psychology. I think the psychology of the buyer is so interesting. It weaves into the second one, which is product market fit. Um, you know, I talk to people sometimes, and. Uh, they sometimes say my my product is the absolute best. I put so much work into it. I got all the images perfect, and they may have never talked to a single customer in the creation of this. You know, they like found this opportunity. Maybe and like sometimes you can get lucky. Like you could be your own customer. Like you could be scratching your own itch. But I feel like understanding how people buy, what what things are important to them, what would make them averse to something, um, what would make them really drawn to something, uh, I think is so paramount. Like actually talking and understanding your buyer's psych- your your customer's psychology, absolutely massive, uh, huge, huge. That component uh, is something that your probably very best competitors are doing on a pretty regular basis, like understanding the market. Uh, what are people looking for? What kind of variations should we be coming out with? Do people like how this is packed or not? Do we have any data on that? Have we talked to people about it? So paramount. I don't think, you know, it's the makings of a, of a good entrepreneur to like constantly be talking to people. One of the major advantages of having this podcast is I talk to hundreds of people throughout the year all about their different situations and i'm always asking them like oh yeah like what other topics would you want to hear about on the podcast and it's like the most invaluable thing um so i feel like you know when i talk to friends who are super successful on amazon like they're kind of doing the same thing They're like oh i saw that a lot of people really want i was talking to a lot of customers and i really noticed they wanted this blank this add-on to go in with the product or they really wanted this variation and they're just constantly thinking of how do i make my product have better product market fit. So we have, yeah. No, I was yeah. gonna give a Go plug and just bounce off what you're saying to your search term reports. If you're a business owner, right? Right. What 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 is a great way to figure out what your customers want? What are they searching for? Right? Uh, that is a we my wife and I, and I give a shout out to my wife, you know, we we run our company as a team and she just she's a rock star and she's strong where I'm not. And and we dove into our search term report and we found a variation and I started scratching my head. I was like, this is too good to be true. That we found a high number of impressions of people that were searching this and no one was offering it on Amazon, mm-hmm. you know, which is very rare to have a, you know, blue ocean item uh, on Amazon, right? Uh, yeah. That, that, that's a great way to... Uh, to jump in and to see what your customers want. If you are a business owner and you understand PPC, 
you probably should be diving into the search term reports and taking a look and see what your customers want. Yeah, product research, product market fit, you know, market analysis, that kind of thing. Uh, that kind of leads into this third thing, which is like understanding competitor and industry trends. And, you know, not being obsessed with your competition, but just sort of being aware more so of like industry trends of like what's going on. Um, you know, what are people looking for? Like these first three are, are sort of very closely related. Um, I don't have too much more to say about like just understanding what's going on out there. I think the important thing about the competitor analysis is like understanding. Cause I mean, un you know, fortunately or unfortunately, you know, people are, making a lot of judgments when they're on Amazon, snap judgments. And it can be as simple as, oh, this person has more stars. Like, just give me that thing. Like, I don't feel like reading. I don't feel like, Absolutely. you know, spending 20 minutes on Amazon. I'm just going to search it. I'm going to find something that's good enough, passable. It's got great stars. It's prime. I'm going to buy it. And there could be people that follow very quick. And this kind of ties, these all, these all tie together. That's psychology there. So like doing competitor analysis to be sure that you are, when people are doing that analysis, you are really putting your best foot forward. Um, so like the, the reviews, you, you, like all of those things, very important to know where you stack up in, in terms of the competition. I talk to a lot of people that sometimes will say, hey, I've been struggling. And, you know, in 30 seconds, it's like, oh, well, your, comp your competition has 5X the reviews you have. They're at like 4.7. And you have, you know, a fifth of that and you're at, you know, a, a four, something like that. So I think understanding where you stand uh, is an important part of, you know, am I doing everything I can to hit that conversion rate as hard as I possibly can? For sure. Absolutely. I think you mm -hmm. covered it. You covered it well. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that kind of leads into <laughs> review strategy, uh, which is that next one, you know, understanding where you stack up, understanding uh, your own review strategy. Um, you know, Amazon periodically will come up with new enhancements that you can take advantage of to bolster that review strategy. I'm, if it's not out yet, I'm almost positive it's coming where you're able to, you know, properly email people like after they purchase almost in like a sequence type thing. I, I just saw this not too long ago. Um, I don't have any more date, any more details other than that, but like Amazon knows how important reviews are and they want their products to be well-reviewed in terms of count. Um, so yeah, understanding what your own review strategy is. Yeah. yeah I, I think that, and again, your, our audience can correct me if I'm wrong. Cause I literally just heard about this last week as well, but, uh, I think it's something like they're allowing you to write customers that gave you a three star review. I saw that. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, three, three and a half or something like that. Um, and I don't know much detail about it, um, but some friends of mine are very excited about, you know, um, about that. So and yeah. I think it's a smart move on Amazon's behalf because it's, it's um, helping the business owner to meet the needs of the customer. And I think that's a smart move. Yeah. It's called, uh, the thing that I was referring to is Amazon's manage your customer engagement tool, 
lets you send email campaigns to Amazon customers who have purchased products from you in your Amazon store. Send everything from new product launch announcements, announcements, offer promotions, inspire repeat purchases. Um, so this is something that's relatively new. I don't, but the manage your customer engagement tool, pretty interesting. Very so interesting. anyway, the point is, we'll get into some of the finer nooks and crannies of a review strategy um, because that's one major component to conversion rate. And last... Can I throw something in there real quick? Have a good product. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. You want good reviews? Have a good product. And if it's not good, change it. So just have a good product. Product market fit. Mm -hmm. Product market fit. Create something that people love and the rest is really easy. A lot of these things happen automatically uh, if you've really nailed that. And you know, last but not least, product page. And instead of calling this product page like work, make sure images are good, video, title, A+, plus, so, so on and so forth. I'm gonna say, instead of making sure that they're good, I don't even care if they're good, you need to ongoingly optimize them. Meaning like perf- perfection is not the goal, because you'll never get there. It's the act of continuously poking, prodding, testing, trying to improve it and not really being satisfied with it. And of course you don't need to go nuts and and do 30 image changes in 30 days or anything like that, but it should be part of your ongoing optimization process of asking yourself, is there anything that I can do here to make it easier to buy from me, more compelling, more informed so that customers can make more informed decisions. So that product page ongoing optimization, I think is the key there. Absolutely. And I I just have a few, this is a whole long conversation. I just have a few thoughts on it. Test, right? Grab a point. You know, if you're Mm -hmm. testing, grab a point, test one thing at a time, right? You know, this is my opinion, you know, because we have, we have a list here. We have, you know, you have your images, you have video, you have the title, the bullets, the A plus content. If you make complete image stack change and you have a you have a, a win, you don't necessarily know why it won. But if you're rotating the second image with the third image, just switching spots to see, uh, you know which which of those images maybe may bring a point to your conversion. Uh, that's that's something that you say. Okay, I know that this one specific test worked and it's leading me to a bigger change uh, when you're testing a whole bunch of stuff at the same time and this is i had mentioned this in the beginning of the show systems what systems do you have in your business to are you continuing to optimize your your listings for success because as michael shared in those numbers if you grab a point here or there it can make a drastic effect on your a costs um on your ads, it is it's it goes hand in hand, in my opinion. It goes hand in hand. Yeah. So in the next episodes that we'll put on, and it'll go out over the course of the next few weeks, um, potentially months, because a, a lot of the stuff we want to hit on, and but of course we'll have like PPC updates and PPC strategy to intermix in there. So this sort of PPC boosters uh, to help you increase your conversion rates to make PPC be an easier endeavor is exactly what we're going to be talking about. Um, And I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited personally to get in and start incorporating some of these things because, you know, I mentioned like what are PPCers doing now to begin incorporating it and 
you know, will the PPCers role begin to extend out? I think first and foremost, we need to list what these things are and talk about how to incorporate a system to, you know, help people with it. So that's what we're going to be doing here over the next couple of weeks. And Brian, I hope you stay cool during this heat wave. Yes. And, uh, yeah. And if you're listening out there, I hope you find, uh, I got a nice body of water to jump into. Uh, I keep on seeing these things. I think they're called cowboy pools or something like that. It's like a stainless steel pot that like you could fill up and it's like the size of a hot tub, but like you just drop it in your backyard. And, um, I think I have a friend who has one, so I might hit them up. I have to look that up. Yeah. Well, have a good one, everyone. And I will see you next time here on the PBC Den Podcast. Thanks, Ryan. Bye-bye. Take care, y'all.